Draft House. I'm your host, Mark, and I'm joined by co-host Jeff. What up, man? We're cruising what through our own reconnaissance. Makana croissants. Makana croissants with bacon and cheese, please. Oh, um, man, you're making this salt-deprived man quite hungry. <laughs> uh, before we get into what we watched this week, we're going to plug some music, and here on the podcast, we are grateful for the alternative rock band from Los Angeles, here's to now with their song Thieves. Uh, Jeff, uh, did you get a chance to listen to the music this month? Just going to bounce that right back to you. So it's a, it's a no. It hasn't come out yet, and I haven't sat down to listen to it. It listen, has to man. come out. It has come out. What are you talking about? No, the episode that came out this week was The Gentleman, our first oh, week of Makanasan. It did come out. This week. I haven't listened yet. Damn it. Thanks for boosting the numbers, Jeff. Well, um, it downloaded it. Okay. Thanks. So, then, sincere thank you for boosting. Yeah, boosting our own numbers. <laughs> that doesn't count. Anyways. Um, no, we give a big shout out to Here's Now for allowing us to use their music here on the podcast. Be sure you hit the show notes. Uh, get all the links to their social media. They're doing big things, and we appreciate them. Make sure uh, you go to the website. They, they, like touring all over the place, uh, a bunch of small venues. So um, I love it when those are the best uh, concerts. Yeah, they like, are. I've been um, to big stadium concerts, but my favorite are when the band works their own booth. Because oh, then you can go and yeah, talk the, to them. Yeah, and Hell then yeah. like I don't know, I prefer you're buying, that. You're buying and, shirts from from the dudes that made the shirts that right, also ex- just played the fucking music. Yeah, exactly. I prefer those small venue concerts. They're awesome. Yeah, uh, and be honest. Um, you know, in the town we live in, um, you know, we have a really good venue that um, that brings in, you know, lo- uh, lesser known artists that are touring all. And, and those are the type of um, acts that they work really fucking hard. Um, they're on the road all the damn time. They are playing a show a night, it seems like, every week. Um, and then occasionally they'll 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 make it big. And that's that's cool. And uh but I, I do enjoy that. Um appreciate here's to now. Make sure you're uh you, you can catch their music wherever you get your music from. Anyways. There you go. Yeah. Jeff. Yes uh, sir. What did we watch this week? So we again are in the month of McConaughey. And uh for all week right, three all right, all I right. got to pick. So I picked a film from two thousand one as I am wont to do. I prefer yep. films that have a little grain on them. Um, and I picked Frailty from 2001. It runs for an hour 40. It's directed by Bill Paxton and starring Bill Paxton, as well as Matthew McConaughey and my man, Powers Booth. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have, I, I, I don't know what I think of this movie. Um, and I I've, don't I've know s- what you think of it either. I've sat with it for a day. 
and I still don't know if I like it. Um, well, let's talk it out. Let's let's talk it out. So let's start with, uh, I guess, Powers Booth. Have you yeah. seen Powers Booth before? Did he seem familiar to you? Yeah, he's in he's in tons of shit. Um, a lot of western shit. A lot of westerns. I know he's from. I don't know. You know, Tombstone. He was also Is in from- Sudden Death, starring Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, I do remember that. Um, I don't, I just I don't know. I've seen I see his face a lot of times. Um, and I'm I'm assuming that he's been in westerns before. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least you're being honest. Uh, I love Powers Booth, and he's awesome in this. He's oh, he yeah, he was in Deadwood, a western. Okay, um, he was in the entire. Boy, I think it ran for two seasons. Uh, Deadwood. He was in. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. Con Air. I remember him. Con oh, Air. he's in Con Air. Excellent. We'll have to watch yeah. that again. Uh. <laughs> or at once. I, I haven't seen it in years. So, anyways, yeah, uh, he's he's fine. He's, he's fine awesome. These powers booth, man. Fuck, shit. All right, I just don't. All right, yeah, yeah. So our story. So, so you hadn't seen this, this before. Does this, this movie is, star Matthew McConaughey? Yes, it did. He was in the film. <laughs> he was in the film. That's true. <laughs> I I would say he it, he was in the film enough to qualify as meeting the theme. Okay. That's fair. He was a, a key part to the plot and the story, and he did a lot of narration, and he kind of bookended. So the movie takes place between two time frames. The current day where McConaughey is speaking to my man Powers Booth at the police station about how his brother is this known serial killer. And, uh, you know, and then it, he tells the story of his youth, and so you cut back and you see him being raised with his brother, and their dad, Bill Paxton. Now, Bill Paxton gets a uh, vision, a dream, if you will. And he says, boys, boys, wake up. I've got great news. And he doesn't talk about his car insurance, but he tells the boys, I've got a sign from God. We're going to get to kill some demons. Listen, if your dad had came to you at that age and been like, Jeff, wake up. Yeah, I'd, first off, we'd be like, bitch, I'm sleeping. <laughs> we got demons to kill. What would your reaction be? I'd be like, I'm going to call mom. That's what it would okay. be. I, I, You know, I grew up in a, uh, my parents were divorced when I was young. So if my dad wanted me to kill demons, I would just call my mom. Come get me. This motherfucker's yeah. crazy. Now. Dad's gone crazy. Now, if I didn't have that option. And my dad Much was like, like the characters here in this film. Our characters don't have that option. Their mother is gone. Uh, natural causes, nothing fishy. And <laughs> one of the two boys, there's two boys, one played by Jeremy Sumter, who plays uh, Adam. Adam. And then another character who plays Fenton is the older boy. And Fenton is Matthew McConaughey's name at the beginning of the movie. That might clue you in to where this is going. Spoilers. But so this is a movie where I knew there had to be a twist, right? I'm watching. I'm like, there's something else happening here. This is not straightforward. And um, so what threw me off for most of the movie and and it didn't really settle. 
Okay. I didn't really settle in. Yeah, I am. Uh, It didn't settle in for me at the end of the movie um, where we, we learned the twist because we see Matthew McConaughey's brother in the beginning of the film shoot him or put a gun to his head and then we hear so the movie the like sh- deliberately tricks you right yes which i'm never really a fan of and i get that what they're doing there is that's what matthew mcconaughey is telling powers booth right right and so that kind of i guess i'm okay with whatever you know but i don't i don't particularly like being lied to so in the movies where there are twists right Shyamalan you want the twist to be earned right not only earned but I want it to be um able to be figured out right so if you go back to six position right you go back to six cents and at no point does he lie to you in that movie saying that Bruce Willis is alive, right? There's no point, you know, you assume he is because of what movies have told you for years and years and years, but you're wrong and all the groundwork is there. And when you get to go back through it, you get to see all the clues and hints. So for the twist in this film, they lie to you at the beginning. Yeah. And then, so when the twist comes, you're more confused Right, yes. because then you go back, yes. you're like, "What?" Right, and you, and you it, make, it's not until the really final shot where everything kind of just falls into place, which is which is um, a, a feat in itself to to have a movie fall into all the the holes perfectly like it does. Um, but like you know, in the beginning of the movie, uh, Powers Booth. You know uh, Matthew McConaughey's character, uh, who we believe is is Fenton, um, is talking to Powers Booth, and Powers Booth is like, "Hey, I gotta go make a phone call," and yeah. he goes and he calls the uh, McConaughey's local sheriff's office, and uh, the dispatcher, front desk lady, whoever she is, um, answers, and she's like, "Oh, and he, you have Fenton," and he, she's like, "Oh, he stole an ambulance, and and he took took his brother's body." And that's all that that's all we hear. Of, did she of, say she did say that? OK, because yeah. she's we do. F- yeah. OK. Yeah. That still makes and, sense. And, yeah. And so like when Powers Booth and uh, and McConaughey go to like the location of the God's hand killers bodies. um, I'm like, wait a minute. He, the lady told Powers Booth that there's a body in that ambulance. Where are they going? <laughs> <laughs> he never what checked What the it. fuck are they doing? So, all right. So like I said, I knew there was a twist. Now, what I was like, there's two possible twists here. Uh, that Matthew McConaughey, either being Adam or Fenton, I don't know, has taken up the mantle of demon killer and is here to get Powers Booth. He's on the list, right? Right. Right. Or Powers Booth is the serial killer. Yes, I that, thought that as well. I was like, because that would be cool. Like, because they both end up in this, like, uh, the Rose Garden, which is where all these victims have been buried and killed. 
and they go there and I'm like, okay, this King Powers Booth could be the serial killer. And I kind of like that because I like Powers Booth. And <laughs> that's kind of, that's not what happens, but what does happen is the double twist. You get the twist that actually McConaughey is Adam. He's the younger son who's always been on board with killing demons. And Powers Booth had murdered his own mother and was right, on the list. Right. So it was on the list. I got one of the two possibilities. <laughs> so um I as I'm watching the movie, and the movie's brisk, it's hour forty. Um and honestly, I did not enjoy the acting across the board here. Um although young Fenton, Matt O'Leary, I thought he was fantastic. Um you know, I just like in the movie, he's got to be 14, 15 years old and uh, or the actor is 14, 15 years old. And, you know, just his range of like nonverbal uh, emotional reactions to certain things. Like there's times where he's like the camera looks at it like uh, Bill Paxton, his dad is talking and Bill Pax. I don't know if this was deliberate or if this is just how Bill Paxton acts. And I think it's more Bill Paxton acting. Um it's just like it's just very uh campy type dialogue. Yeah. Um I think part of the problem is a lot of his so there are moments where I'm like I kinda like what he's doing when he's just being dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he does a good job, right? Where he's like my right, boy, you know and he and he's Yeah, how how was school today? Well, yeah, you gonna how you gonna that kind of works. Yeah. Tucking his boys in. The problem is, is anytime someone's like, I got a word from God and we're killing demons and we got to go find the secret mystery weapons, that shit's just going to sound bad. So I don't know how much of that is actually Bill Paxton or you're just going to cringe when you hear someone say they're a demon hunter. Yeah, I just I think it was more his delivery and, and like how everything, every line kind of just seemed to be this uh prophetic um a bit of dialogue i guess yeah. and uh i mean and ultimately it's fine is because bill paxton is a likable face i guess i like um, bill paxton in general of course also from R. tombstone R. um <laughs> right. i just now put that together that both he and uh <laughs> powers booth were both in tombstone um but I I agree that his performance isn't great here. Um I do like I, some of it. Yeah, I I do too. But I also think that like, you know, when you're the director I'm putting director in quotes, um, I don't know why don't he know. literally directed the film, but okay. No, man, when someone else is behind the camera, I don't know how much you can call yourself the director. Um, um you're not the cameraman. Alfred Hitchcock notably never looked through a lens. Well, that's probably why half his films are shit. But um, I just don't think Bill Pat like I I enjoyed. I'm I'm still trying to talk my way into this movie. Um, I enjoyed the the story of of these kids having this serial killer dad, um, and you know, this oldest sibling having to kind of 
like take the brunt of everything. Right, because he um, like so the younger boy buys in fully. He's like, right, sweet, right. we're like superheroes, right, Dad? And he's like, yeah, son, kick ass superheroes. And we got a pipe and we got some gloves. <laughs> we got an axe named Otis. You got a, an axe named Otis and a hole in the backyard. We have everything we need. <laughs> and Finn's like, Dad, you're murdering people. <laughs> you know? And you're like, yeah. And so I, what's interesting about the film is Fenton is right throughout the bulk of the film, right? He's, yeah. you're kill, you can't, you can't do this. You can't go and be even a vigilante, even if these people are bad. You can't go and be a vigilante. Oh, and, and Bill Baxton tells him, he's like, I'm not killing people, I'm killing demons. Right, I've never killed um, anyone before in my life, which is another line we hear again later. Yeah. And I just killed demons. I just, um, and every time the the like Bill Paxton is having a conversation with Matt O'Leary as young Fenton, you kind of the the camera goes to Fenton's face and he's kind of like giving him like the what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Look, yeah, and and I I enjoyed that is because I I feel like that's a that's a genuine reaction to somebody talking crazy into your face. Yeah, um, <laughs> he is all of like, us, right? He is performing right? <laughs> as the audience. He's like this dude is crazy. And we're all right. like, yeah, that dude is crazy. But we also it's it's very relatable is because that you know, as a as a young uh teenager, you know, what do you do in that situation? He tried to run away once and you know that didn't work out. And he tried to tell somebody He tried to tell the out. cops and that went right. horribly wrong. And so I feel like it's a very relatable performance because if you think about if you if you had a dad like Bill Paxton, uh, who was, you know, very much about you and and your brother or whoever, and then all of a sudden he starts talking crazy shit, and you're like, you're like holding on to the seat. You're like, what the? Yeah, fuck and is happening? they even established before it goes crazy that he's a good dad, right? right? And that's that. So the whole thing is like it's very relatable in my in my point of view. And I, I I really feel like how Bill Paxton, the director, was trying to make it seem is that he wanted the audience to be conflicted towards this family dynamic of how how do we sympathize with Bill Paxton while also making him the villain? Um, and so, we did it through through the eyes of his his two sons. I think it's through the younger son, right? Because the younger son yeah, right. is still innocent, right? He believes it because even the 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 oldest son is like, think about Santa Claus, you know? Right. He right. lied about that, you know. It's the same thing, and I think so. We see through this this younger kid, Adam, that he loves his dad, he believes him, but he also loves his brother. Yeah. And he just wants his brother to kind of get on board with this. And they even talk about how, like, one of the things is Bill Paxton, if he touches a demon, he can see their sins. And which was that. And so that is interesting. It was a perspective. And I and in the end of the film kind of brought that together, too, is because when when you're watching it before the end. And every time Bill Paxton takes his gloves off and he touches the person that he's getting ready to kill, like you, the 
we see him have a reaction and then we see the person that he's touching have a reaction and we see you know we see Adam and Fenton and Fenton's always like what the fuck and then Adam's like oh my god this is crazy um and then at the end of the film that all makes sense is because I was wondering throughout the film I was like wait a minute I was like is he is this legitimate now so like that's the other twist right that's the right, one right. I didn't see coming so I, I it was did, all in the perspective of Adam well there was that but also I didn't think it was real right like in this world they give you enough information to be like oh shit this is real Bill Paxton is out here killing demons. He's right. right. And it turns out that Fenton is a demon and his dad just didn't want to accept it. But his brother knew and he's just had to wait for him to be on the list. And this is where you said they say, you know, he killed himself uh, at the beginning of the film. But actually he was killed by his brother and then buried in the Rose Park, whatever. And that yeah, I just... Then you get to see all the visions that we didn't right. get to see initially. Right. And then you get to see the vision of him touching Powers Booth and that ending. So that kind of tripped me out a little bit because, like, we've been talking and we're watching the movie. We're like, Fenton's right. His dad's crazy. You can't kill people. His dad is nuts. But also, he gets these names out of thin air. Right. And they're all real people. Right. And they're all where they should be. And things just kind of work out for them, right? They're, they're murdering demons. Doesn't ever really go awry. It works out until Fenton does what he does. Yeah, it just, I, I, I didn't get on board with the supernatural aspect of this. And I maybe that maybe that's the reason why I'm I'm kind of you know going back and forth with. You know, I don't I, think I really the movie did. wanted you to like. I think they right. they wanted us to believe he's outside of his mind. Yeah, and then no, it was for sure. Try to drop the double twist. But you know, but then at the end of the movie, McConaughey and the the chick from the the sheriff's station, you know, he's he says or so what did he say? God bless or. God has blessed us and she's like, yeah. Yes, praise be or something. And so then like I'm 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 sitting there going, Okay, all right, what well, was this all fucking legitimate? Did that did all of these visions and shit that Bill Pax was having did did that actually happen? I think the world um, lets you know that it is. Right? Yeah. I think that the movie is like this really happened. And I mean you could still second guess it. But certainly Matthew McConaughey's wife is on board. They even, so this FBI agent comes at that final scene and he comes in and he's looking, I'm looking for Fenton. Where's Fenton? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And then he shakes the FBI agent's hand and he goes, you're a good man. And so, you know, that guy's not a demon. So in my mind, from what the film is telling me, all this demon shit is real. And Bill Paxton was a good dude. Bumping off demons, which is crazy. Like the whole time now, I'm like, oh, wait, I should have been on Bill Paxton's side. And Fenton's right. a demon who becomes a serial killer? What? Right. It's yeah. a wild twist. Um, it, it It is. And and that's why. So, like, I'm I'm struggling to to 
bring myself to to admit that this was a <laughs> probably a good movie um is because I wasn't I, I'm still not on completely on board with the the double twist and and c- feeling that it was earned because there's a lot of uh, exposition dumping that goes on at the end of this movie um you know the the where we see the um all the people that Bill Paxton killed and, and what they did and and all that and I think I just think that I would have maybe enjoyed this or this maybe would have put me over to the hey man this is a good movie side uh if they had left that out and left it up to the audience to decide what you know where where on the morality uh side do you fall uh with these characters um it's because the movie pretty much kind of wraps itself up in a bow a little bit um at the end yeah and, it, and it I, does I, and I just I, I was like I was like ah I, I could have done with all of I could have done without all of that and just been like oh, okay well man that you know I wonder if Bill Paxton was the the good guy here or you know Matthew McConaughey I wonder if he's the good guy now you know because um, the entire time Matthew McConaughey's narrating the film and talking to Powers Booth in his scenes I'm thinking okay he's taking Powers Booth to the Rose Garden and he's gonna kill him. Um, you know, and that's why Powers Booth, you know, takes his gun out, and and it's just it. There's a lot of all oh, left turns, and oh nope, you know. I mean, Bill Paxton getting killed by Fenton was probably the the one I saw coming the most, but um, but Adam killing the guy on the ground after right after that was not um. I don't know, man. I, so, what are the kind of? I tell tips you what, this, this movie's made me think, though. Where I before the the reveal, one of the moments that made me think this could be real was when the sheriff was down there, and Bill Paxton had to kill the sheriff to protect the secret. And after yeah. he kills him, he throws up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't. No, you know, point. all the other times. It's no big deal, right? He kills, right. wipes the thing right. off, hangs it up, but he kills the sheriff. He throws up. He's like, you made me kill someone. And Fitz's like, Dad, you've been killing people. And it was that right. where I was like, maybe there's something to this, like because at the very least, Bill Paxson fully believes it, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I Yeah, I mean, the more we talk about it, the more I'm on the – Hey man, this was a, actually a good movie. Um, side of it, and like, did Bill Paxton direct any other movies? I don't know. Um, I can look at that. Uh, I just um, I, what I felt when I was done watching this is I don't know. Did you ever like when you were younger go out and rent a movie? You know. Yes, I and. Am. <laughs> you just kind of looked at the covers and you looked at the back and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to rent. This would right. have been like yeah. a good rental. Like had I rented this and watched it, I'm like, hey, that's pretty good. I liked that. Um, but I don't know that I'd ever remember having watched it, right? Like <laughs> I think right. years I, down the road, yeah. it could be one of those movies we draft and I'd be like, huh. This shit's familiar. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, and so like, 
it and that's a good point is because this this would have been one of those movies that you see on the on the shelf read the back and you're like okay oh this is a 199 rental let's go um and then you get home and you watch and you're like oh shit damn that was two bucks or like (laughs) if you're on tubi and you're just thumbing through (laughs) or whatever your streaming service is and you're just like this is fine and you put something on, you'd be like, hey, I don't regret yeah. that. That's kind of low right, praise, but I don't really think the movie puts itself in a position to be more than that anyway. And Now, in, in today's age, I think that's kind of what these streaming services are going for is because of all the content that they're pushing out. I just think that they're trying to hit that low bar of, hey, this wasn't terrible. Um, yeah, you get a couple. You get yourself a couple uh, Stranger Things, right? Uh, to get people to drive to the service, and then you just have fill it with. Hey, that's not bad. And and Netflix knows that Netflix is paying money to keep subscribers entertained between seasons of their their massive hits, and um, and that's you know honestly that's fine with me. And I am, and not everybody on film Twitter and you know social media feels this way. But Netflix owns the game; they know what the fuck they're doing. Um, they don't do weekly releases because they have too much fucking content. They can't. Um, you know, other streaming services like uh, HBO and Amazon and Apple they do those weekly releases because they don't have the mat the vast massive library that Netflix does. And so Netflix knows that if they did weekly release and continue to pump out all the content that they have, shit's going to get buried and nobody's going to ever watch anything. Um, so anyways, that's, that's my rant. But um, anyway, Bill Paxson directed the, uh, the tw- 2005 golf film, The Greatest Game Ever Played, starring your boy, Shia, Shia LaBeouf. I, have you seen that? <laughs> I have. It's been a I while, have. but I've seen it. Yeah. I'm a Bagger Vance pretty, guy it's, myself. It's pretty good. I remember it being pretty good. I like a shot. I I am a Shia LaBeouf fan. I know you are. You love um, douchebags. We'll get to I that just, more next no. week when we watch a Jared Leto film. <laughs> You're gonna love that film. Um, I probably will think it's amazing, and it'll probably be in my top five. That's fine. It probably will. But until I watch it, it sucks. I don't care. See, like, see, like, I can separate. Somebody, the the person, and then the actor. And Shia LaBeouf, the actor, is really good. Um, Shia LaBeouf, the person, not as great. Um, but I don't give a fuck. It's because I don't know the dude. So I don't care. I just care about what he's doing on screen. And what he's doing on screen is usually pretty good. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but that's just me. Okay. Well, would you drive over him if you saw him in the streets? No, man. Okay. That's not what that's, I wanted to hear. That dude. But, all I right. Like, I, don't, I don't care about that dude, man. Like, if he was in the street... You wouldn't run him over. had a flat tire. And I wouldn't run him over. And he had a flat tire. I'd, I'd probably stop and be like, hey, man, you good? You wouldn't and clip him. he'd be him. like, yeah, man. I would not clip him. But if, what if you're not help, in uniform, though? Like, you're off duty. No, man. I'm not a, I'm not a killer of dudes. Okay. I don't. I mean, like, listen. People Even can Shia be pieces LaBeouf, of shit. Really, pe- people can be pieces of shit, 
And I don't need to kill him. I know. I'm fucking. You're actually taking me I don't, serious. It's crazy. No, I don't need to be Bill Paxton here. <laughs> they can be demons. He's a demon. Oh. <laughs> what if he was a demon? Shiloh's a demon. <laughs> Anyways, make this do you movie recommend again. This film? And McConaughey goes after <laughs> douchebag actors. We're going to watch board. a McConaughey film uh, next next week where he just method acts the fuck out of it. And uh, it's really, really great. But um, do you recommend Frailty? Uh, no. I mean, no. If we're holding our recommendations to a high regard, no. Okay, yeah. This is going to be in the middle it, of the road at the end of the month. Or the end of the year, I should say. End of the month, too. We're, I mean, uh, McConaughey month's been pretty good to us. I agree. Um, so far. I mean, I haven't had any just straight we, up yeah, duds. Like, we haven't, yeah. like, been like, fuck, man. I had to sit through this. <laughs> Everything's been fine to great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm, you know, I'm not going to recommend it, but... I'm glad I watched it because I one I'd never seen it, and if you had not picked it, I probably would not never have watched this movie. I know you wouldn't um, have, but because it's it's just something that it's passed me by. Twenty sixteen, we get it. Yes, uh, Matthew McConaughey was thirty two when he made this movie, by the way, um, which is crazy, is because he looks yeah about thirty two in this movie. I think he looks um, a little younger. I think he could be in his twenties, you know, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, I get that, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna recommend it either. It's it's fine, but uh, you watch it on YouTube. Uh, yep, just regular YouTube. It's right? free with ads, but if you're like me and you pay for YouTube, you don't even get the ads. Yeah. It's oh, great. It's great. Um, I watched it on YouTube as well, and I had the ads, but they were good ads. So like, all of the ads were like ten second long. Um, and yeah. so. Like all of the ads put together, maybe added another minute to the film. Um, there you and go. And so I enjoyed that. That's you can't beat that. Um, yeah, to be to be in YouTube with uh, with ads, that's fine. Yeah, Let's go. I agree. I uh, I uh, I've been watching um, Motel Hell on Tubi, where Gordon Ramsay goes to motels and then tries oh to fix them like he's some sort of motel <laughs> expert. Um, but one of the things that I find hilarious about the show is that he finds a way in damn near every episode to whip his ass out. Really? And it is not a McConaughey Van Damme level experience. It's some guy's ass. I don't know why he does it. Like he constantly he's like I'm going to go take a shower and the cameraman follows him in. And then you get to see him wash his ass. Check out Hotel Hell. It's a good show. Do you ever think about Gordon Ramsay's dick? I do. When his ass is out, I'm like, well, turn around. <laughs> Fucking just get the whole entree. Let me see what you're working with. To keep Let's it in the go, food. Gordon. Let's get the entree. Some of secret sauce. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh. God, um, we did. We went down a dark. You went there. Dark alley, and I started like, you didn't with, pull us out of it. You didn't pull, pull it out. It out. <laughs> anyway, what are we watching next week? We are going to watch Dallas Buyers Club starring Jared Leto, Matthew McConaughey, Jennifer Garner, and I think some other people. I don't yeah, think it's just a three-person film. 
It's not, but uh, those are your prominent figures in it. Oh, and, Steve uh, Zahn. I love Steve Zahn. Oh, yeah, he's in that. Oh, yeah. I can't wait, man. I can't wait to talk about this movie with you. Well, That'll you don't have my, to wait long. Third. We're watching it this week. I'll keep an open That's mind. True. And it's I'm, not like I'm, we've watched Jared Little films that I liked and just said, no, nah, I don't like this. <laughs> you know. I, it's it's well documented here on, here on the podcast how you feel about Jared Leto. But um, anyways, once again, I want to shout out the music this month. Uh, here's to now with their song Thieves. Uh, you can catch, catch their music wherever you get yours. Hit the show notes. Get all the links to their social media accounts. They're doing big things. Hit them with a follow, like, or subscribe. We appreciate them allowing us to use their music here on the podcast. And speaking of the podcast, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on all your favorite social, favorite social media platforms. We're at Movie Draft House. We're on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, you're watching us on YouTube right now. Hi. We appreciate you. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Uh, and if you want to hit Jeff up on Twitter and be like, hey, bitch, um, you know, Start there's a whole that. corner of the internet that, Start with uh, that. features hey, bitch. Gordon Ramsay's dick. Is uh, there? Yeah, but bro, man, we've been down this road. All right. There's a corner to the internet for everything. Oh. The internet is literally a never-ending valley of corners. Um, <laughs> that I know, but it doesn't mean every <laughs> corner exists. No, one hundred percent it does. Think of the wildest shit in your brain and nope. just Google it. No, I refuse. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Uh, you know the uh, the FBI van outside is uh, is listening right now, but um. Yeah, you can hit up Jeff on Twitter at Podcast by Jeff and just you know throw out some suggestions for websites you think he should go to. Sure, yeah, and if you want to get in touch with Mark and get suggestions for websites that have weird shit you can't <laughs> unsee, you can find him on Twitter at I heard you liked. <laughs> it's let me true. ask you a question: I've, Have you yeah. watched Two Girls One Cup? Long time ago, and I'll never do it again. I never I have. lesson with that one. I yeah, you don't need to. You I don't, don't need want to. You know to. One, I know right. that, but that's just what I mean. That's the difference between us. I, Did you so know like, what you were I, getting into at the time I watched it? I knew about what I was getting into. You I didn't know exactly to, the depths to, to gross you out. Yes, it's a it's a shock video, but um, I have I have a curious mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> hence uh, the search history. <laughs> I but I like you know if I if somebody if somebody tells me oh you don't want to watch this video I'm like what's the video of yeah. and they tell me <laughs> the oh it's, I don't. it's about it's about two girls shitting in a cup and then they eat it and it's like oh, I don't know I've never seen any humans do that before so it's, let me it's watch like a, a rule human with do movies that. hey I haven't watched it before I'll give it one go. And that's <laughs> and it turns out to be terrible, and you hate it. Yeah. Um, so, would you recommend? That's how it, it was. No, man. It's <laughs> it, it. It is very disgusting, and like, oh, I just, the... I don't, I, I don't understand. I don't understand yep. content creators these days. <laughs> content creators, you're lumping that's them what in we with are. us. <laughs> <laughs> we. Are. We are. That is the um, most generic but, thing to. I create content. Okay. I, I content I is literally just about anything. Listen, I, I now, but the internet is this like Pandora's box, essentially. 
And it's such a powerful tool that it can it can literally break your psyche with one video. Um, Which is why I'm very careful. Yeah, but it's it's I mean, there's there's dissertations and books and research articles have all been written about how the Internet has completely destroyed humanity. And it's it's the single greatest creation humans have ever done. Fire is pretty good. Although that's nope, more of a not discovery. as good as the Internet. Not as good as the Internet, uh, though. That's fair. I mean, just think about all the things that humans have come up with over centuries and decades, decades and centuries, and and uh, you know, however long, uh, whatever the past decades is or centuries. Um, and you think, and you're like, man, that was really good. They oh, they invented pictures. Oh, cool. The written oh. word. The written word, bro. I can look up every fucking written word ever to existed with one keystroke. Yeah, Get but you wouldn't have been here. able to without it. Anyway, this is a waste of our time and the listeners' time. Anyways, you got any words of wisdom? Nope. We'll see you next week. Yeah!